You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The Word, A Life in Me, is the title of this devotion. And that is, I think, one of the greatest graces that comes to us as we partake of the resurrection life of Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful experience it is to come to the cross and, and, and embrace His amazing grace of love where He takes away your sin. But that's not where the Lord wants you to stay in just in coming out of the old He wants you to come into the new of His resurrection life and see His Word come alive in you. So today I want to talk to you about the Word alive in me from Jeremiah chapter 31, which also is written in Hebrews chapter 8 and chapter 10. So let's read it here together where the Lord says in the last part of verse 32, of Jeremiah 31. He says, I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. My goodness, when you read this and you say, This is what God provides through the precious blood of Jesus that sealed the everlasting covenant, the everlasting agreement. In other words, that covenant is guaranteed to be available to you, number one, through His precious blood, number two, through His everlasting intercession at the Father's right hand, where He ever lived to make intercession for you, all of us who come to the Father through Him. And it's through that intercession that he himself is the guarantor, Jesus Christ, of implementing, imparting, and perfecting and working that covenant blessing in you where he continuously breathes into your heart, into your innermost being, the life-giving word, the healing marvelous anointing of His Word in your heart and in your mind where your mind becomes so alight with the Word of God that it's like, wow, it's active, it's powerful, it's, it's, it's all penetrating, it's able to break through any barriers. It's amazing how powerful the Word of God is because it is through the Word that all things that can be seen were made and nothing that can be seen was made by things visible, but by the Word of God. We know this because this is how the Lord shows us. And then look at chapter 36 of Ezekiel, verse 20. 36, verse 20. Ezekiel, okay. 
And when they came to the nations where they went, they profaned my holy name when they said of them, These are the people of the Lord. And yet they have gone out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations wherever they went. Right? When they went into Babylon, and that was a period of 70 years that the Lord had decreed for them to have to come out of the land and it had to do with how they had violated the name of the Lord by defiling the land with their iniquitous ways of living. The earth is affected by the lifestyle of the people that live on it. The only reason we have the issues that we have within the nature of the earth is because of the sins of the people. It's not just because of, uh, because of the things people think. No, it's sin that corrupts the earth. The earth is affected by the life of the people that live in it. It's just like this body is made of earth. Yes, I was formed of the dust of the earth. But this, this body is affected by how I live in this body. If I live to the praise and the glory of His grace by yielding myself to His nature and character and word and ways, then my body grows in health and well-being. If I yield myself to the world and its depriving nature and corrupting nature, yeah, it's like what it says in Galatians 6, he who sows to gratify the natural nature of the flesh will reap corruption and death. But he who sows to gratify the heavenly nature of the spirit of life in Christ will reap life and peace. And so the children of Israel had to come out of, out of Israel for 70 years. That has to do with seven Sabbaths and so forth and so forth. But anyway, yeah, let's not go into that. And, and while they came out, their behaviors did not show that they were acting like God's children. They were acting like the world and ugliness. And so the, while the people of the nation said, hey, these are God's people, the way they behaved themselves was so profaning the name of the Lord that the Lord saw this happening, right? Look at this. Therefore... Say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. I will sanctify my great name. I will set apart my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. Oh my goodness, do I love this way of thinking. The nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed, made holy in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all countries and bring you into our own, into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean and I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit 
I will put within you. And I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your forefathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God and I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. Oh, and you could just read on and on and on. God bless Ezekiel. Thank you, Lord, for Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart, a new spirit I will put in you. And my names as the Lord will be hallowed among the people. They will know in the world that I am your God because of what they see I'm working in you. Oh, this is what it means, friends, to see the word alive in us. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus, let me read you that from the Amplified here in, in John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Um, um, uh, here in John chapter 1, uh, uh, and the Word became flesh and dwelled among us. Here it is, verse 14. And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabled, tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh and lived a while among us. And we actually, the word became flesh, yeah? And we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as the only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, love and kindness and truth. This is the word of life in you that people begin to see the Heavenly Father's love in you. They begin to see Christ's wonderful, gracious, merciful nature in you. Oh, my friends, I know that we need to do our part. It says working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, but it says by the power of God, by the power of God. I think it's Philippians chapter 1. By the power of God at work in you, working out. So in other words, you are one with the Heavenly Father to see His Word come alive in you. And your face becomes radiant with the living Word inside of you. And your mind is changed and your heart is changed by the Word alive in you. Now, because the Word is alive in your heart, you want what God wants. And you don't want what grieves Him. And because the Word is alive in you, you constantly are aware of what He wants and you cannot bear to do what He doesn't want. You see, you've been given a new heart and a new spirit through the Word, being alive, alive inside of you. So let me just close with you from Deuteronomy chapter 6 for a moment, okay? Because I said to you a moment ago, the people will see you've been cleansed because the Father's love is in you and coming through you. Because this is the Word in life, alive inside of you. They beheld, they beheld in Jesus His love his grace, His love and kindness, and His truth. The truth of God was real in Him. So listen to this. Hear, O Israel, Deuteronomy 6, 4. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. What motivates us? 
to want to live a holy life, a life that honors God, a life that gives praise to Him. Like David says in Psalm 30 verse 12, to the end that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. My glory, my living being, my soul may sing your praise. In other words, that everybody can see that I am an example of your love, of your kindness and your goodness. This word shall be in your heart and you shall teach it diligently to your children. Talk of it when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up and you will bind it as a sign on your hand and you will put it in between your eyes and you will write it on your doorpost and on your gates. In other words, when people come near your house, they say, Wow, you feel this? Nah, Pastor, come on, Pastor Robert, that's a bit silly. No, it's not. I'll tell you this little story, and then I know I've got to stop, but I have a dear friend, but he's in heaven. His name is Pastor Derek Kuhn. And uh, his dear wife, Dee Dee, and their children still live there in in, um, Highland, Highlands, in Chicago, in the city of Chicago, in the United States. It's about a 30-40 minute drive from O'Hare Airport, the international airport. So I would fly from London to Chicago and I'd rent a car and I'd drive about 30-40 minutes to his house, right? And I would come, this is true story, word for word, I would come near to the street and the moment I come into the street, Wow, this presence of Jesus would would just fill the car. The only thing is this presence of Jesus had this nature of my dear friend Derek Kuhn to it. Oh, it's like Jesus living in Derek Kuhn is what I felt coming in the car. Oh my goodness. I was so caught up with this joy. Give me a scripture. Paul says, I am with you in the spirit of Jesus Christ, by whom's name we're gathered together when he was in another city. Anyway, that's in Corinthians. So I would stop my car in front of his house, walk up to the door and knock on the door. And my dear pastor friend, Derek Kuhn, would open the door. And instantly we would begin to worship. The moment we saw each other and hugged each other, we'd begin to worship and prophesy. And he had his piano in the living room there. And, and he would get behind the piano and start playing. And boom, oh, glory. We were in the glory together. We were in the glory. How lovely when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the anointing oil that came upon Aaron and filled his whole being and his robe and, and so forth. Oh, and, and we'd be, he'd be playing and prophesying and singing for hours. Oh, how I missed that that man went to heaven. (laughs) Then I have to wait until I see him on the other side. But my goodness, the living word in me, that's what I'm talking to you about. Now, come on. It's alive in you too. Let it blossom and flourish. And what I'm talking about, you'll see in greater measure than ever before. Amen. Have a good day.